here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rap Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Nine Round Fantasy Football Podcast. Pat and Scott uh, just finishing out week four here in the NFL. A lot of news to talk about. We still have still have one more matchup coming in tonight. Uh, obviously, Monday Night Football, we always record on Monday. So there is still one more game to play. We are looking at the Rams versus the 49ers. Good divisional matchup. Defending champs against... Uh, a team that has been one of the better teams, but has been bitten by the injury bug uh, all throughout, and we'll see how that plays out. Uh, we're going to talk about injuries. We're going to talk about waiver wire coming up in this episode. This week was not too kind for me, fantasy football-wise. Last week, I did pretty well. This week, not so much, but uh, I would like to say that, you know, in my league that I am going full tank, I am now 500, uh, which has probably got a lot of people's antennas up, so... Wouldn't mind enjoying my five first rounders next year on top of maybe a, a championship. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. It's only week four. I know. Uh, Pat, how, you, how about yourself? How'd, how'd you make out this week? And and how are things uh, looking in your neck of the woods? Uh, pretty good as far as fantasy goes. I, I'm in, I want to say, nine leagues altogether. And I think I went four and five, or I'm going to go four and five, depending on how these, these outcomes tonight goes you know I, 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 I there's one matchup that's still up in the air but I, I think kittle would have to have like the game of his career in order for the other person to come back and beat me in that one so should should end up finishing the week at uh four and five but uh yeah definitely had some some of those injuries bite me and and made a a really big mistake and this is this is one of the pitfalls of playing in too many leagues I heard the uh, the Christian McCaffrey news. Um, you know that he was on the injury report, and you know they were playing the four four o'clock window, and I wasn't really sure if he was going to play. Like there was still you know kind of doubt coming all the way up to to the to kickoff, and so just to be safe, I took him out of my lineup and replaced him with AJ Dillon, and uh, I was like, all right, if you know if I find out McCaffrey's playing, I'll put him back in my lineup. Well four o'clock rolled around and whatever four or five whatever the, the kickoff was for that game and sure enough the game kicked off and actually i think what happened was the packers game kicked off first and aj Dillon ended up being locked in my lineup and i ended up not being able to put mccaffrey back in there mccaffrey outscored aj Dillon by i want to say 15 17 points in that league that's not and that uh, i lost by seven <laughs> so yeah that was uh that was a big boo-boo on my part there by my, my overall he was my I, I picked 101 in that league and he was my first pick and uh like a like a dingleberry I left him sitting on my bench and it ended up costing me costing me a win in a league that I don't have currently have a win in yet so I'm going to go 0 and 4 because of that move so uh yeah it's, oh it's, yeah, the it over. a little bit yeah I've had some I've had some Keenan Allen in that league was out uh I drafted mm. Russell Wilson um so that hasn't really helped uh very much in that league so uh, it's been it's been you know Mixon I, I had Mixon he's uh, until this week hasn't really done a whole lot so uh, yeah it's been it's been a pretty a pretty rough start for me in that league but uh, you know this is what happens you you when you make mistakes and and uh, you know you don't you don't pay attention I actually I wouldn't know uh, anything about that so <laughs> <laughs> yeah Mister I work all day on Sunday and somehow you still have your lineup set and here's here I am laying in bed like 
So this actually happened to me as well this week. What, you're laying in bed. What is on your phone uh, while you're laying in bed? Oh, no. I mean, I was like asleep, asleep. I stayed up oh, pretty late right, Saturday right. night. But anyway, so the you know the, the we had the, the London game this week, the 9, 9.30 a.m. start here on the East Coast. And uh, I rolled out, rolled over and looked at my phone. It was like 9.46. I was like, oh. So I, I, I checked my, my phone <laughs> real quick. And uh, sure enough. Alvin Kamara in my lineup out of the game in London. I was like, man. So then I looked and uh, in our league of record actually played uh, against a guy who made the same mistake, left Alvin Kamara in his lineup and, and uh, ended up getting a goose for it. Strangely enough, in, in both of those leagues, I ended up losing in our league of record to the guy who left Kamara in and got no points. I ended up winning in the other league that I left Kamara in and got no points in. So maybe I'm just going to start, leaving one injured player in my lineup every week. Maybe that's the, the key to, to victory. Like everybody else kind of rally your, the rest of your team rallies around that, that player that's out or something. I'm not really sure what's going uh, on, but yeah, uh, I don't know about that. I mean, are you, <laughs> do you, I mean, do you use your turn signal when you drive? Cause you have an alarm on your phone. You could always set that, you know, Hey, just pop up, make the changes and then like go back to bed. It's not hard. It's, it's all good. I Listen, man. Like I said, I stayed up late on Saturday. I didn't plan on sleeping until 946. That just happened. I get up at like six o'clock in the morning for, you know, school work, all that stuff. So I, I figured nine o'clock, like some would be out. But I think what happened was it was crappy out. It's been raining here for the last couple of days. The sun peaks right in my bedroom window in the you morning. You used to shut my alarm off in college. I remember. Don't worry. Dude. Yeah, I like yeah. my sleep. Okay. Leave yeah. me alone. All right. I used to miss class because you were like, oh, your alarm is going off. I shut yeah. it off. Thanks. Bl- blame me for your failing, you failing college. I, I, I appreciate d- that. I didn't fail. I choose. <laughs> I chose to leave. <laughs> I knew I was better than that place. Um, <laughs> and here we are. You can't teach me anything. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm a DIY guy. So Pat, you want to hit him with the, the socials real quick? Oh yeah, sure. Make sure to follow us on social media. We mostly post on Twitter at the moment. We are in the process of uh, starting a, a TikTok page as well. Uh, we'll. We'll see how that ends up going. But uh, right now we are on Twitter at the nine route one and at Scott from Delco. You can also uh, email the show. Our email address is the nine route FFB at gmail.com. And you can check out our website where we have all of our, uh, previous episodes uploaded and uh, a lot of you know different information on there as well and that website is www.the9routeffb.com and now we're going to jump into the injury news from week four time for the news so brian hoyer uh went out he was obviously in there to back up mac jones who's out because of the uh, high ankle sprain then Hoyer goes out with a head injury. Uh, I believe it was the it was the second quarter or the third quarter where he went out, and uh, rookie Bailey Zappi got to got to jump in there and take some snaps and actually looked pretty good uh, in that. But uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on on Brian Hoyer. It just uh, probably, I mean, Mac Jones may or may not come back this week, but I think even if he is out another week, Hoyer isn't a guy that you're really going to be picking up to play on uh, any fantasy teams in, in the near future anyway. Moving on to uh, our next guy. Now, this name uh, you may have heard of, Jonathan Taylor. Nope, never uh, heard of him. Yeah. Uh, uh, 1.3 tops probably in most leagues. 
and a little bit of an ankle injury yesterday. So right now, I think everybody, including the Colts, is, you know, uh, obviously sweating pretty profusely, uh, worried about how he's going to make out. One to four weeks right now seems to be the initial. Um, you know, the ankle sprains are always tricky. Just coming off missing his first practice basically since high school this past week. So obviously, they're you know, they're monitoring him. If you're going to look down the road to the concepts of what his backups are, you know, you have different guys in play. You have uh, Naeem Hines, you have Deion Jackson, and obviously uh, Philip Lindsay is is on that roster and possibly going to get, you know, move up from the practice squad and and make his his debut, I guess, to say for that team. But as of right now, everything is still, you know, very gray. It's only Monday. We'll see how things go. But Jonathan Taylor, that's a big one. That lingers or if anything else, you might want to circle your wagons a little bit and maybe even uh, look to get some depth on your bench right now, even through trade, because uh, obviously, you know, he's a franchise type of guy. So you definitely got to got to watch what's going on with with injuries to top running backs. Pat, you got another one, don't you? Yeah, another top running back down. Uh, Javante Williams, unfortunately, uh, tore his ACL. It is now going to be out for the year. It's just, you know, this was kind of the year that everybody thought and hoped that Javante Williams was going to sort of take that next step to fantasy superstardom. And it just is unfortunate to see, you know, these young guys. I mean, it happened to Saquon Barkley. It, you know, it's happened, it's happened to, you know, a lot of promising young running backs it seems like these acls just you know they just give out on these guys i'm not i'm not quite sure what the what they're putting on the nfl field but uh it's it just seems like one after the next i mean unfortunately for him like i said he's going to miss the rest of the season melvin gordon should you know take the bulk of the work moving forward from here but uh we're going to talk about another guy who is probably going to be in the running back rotation in denver there for the foreseeable future anyway so we'll, we'll hit that up in the waiver wire portion Corderell Patterson, uh, you know, some people thought he maybe was on the the downswing, but has had some pretty impressive numbers for the, you know, for the first three, three and a half weeks, so to speak. Uh, he was questionable coming into the game, was going to test out his knee prior to the contest. Uh, I was waiting for any definitive news myself. And yeah, uh, you know, they, they said he was good to go. They tested him out. Everything was fine. And then he did not. Uh, you know, he wasn't really able to be super effective. Uh, he was averaging four points to a carry. He did get a touchdown, so there was that. But it looks like he gave all he kind of could. Throughout the game, you had another 20 carries combined for Tyler Allgaier and Caleb Huntley. Uh, Avery Williams on the roster as well had one. So you had 21 carries to his nine, but he did get a touchdown out of it. Uh, right now, I think this is a little... You know, unnerving. I don't think they'll be in a, in a big thing to hurry him back, but he was put on IR, so that's four weeks minimum. Remains to be seen how that offense is going to click with or without him. Uh, obviously, again, you had some guys that picked up the slack yesterday, but Corderell Patterson, IR four weeks, so definitely look for backups, for uh, handcuff concepts, and scour that roster. That kind of winds down most of the running backs. Uh, Pat, you got a wide receiver who had a little, uh, little turf toe injury yesterday, right? Yeah, Traylon Burks left uh, the game. He was seen in a boot after the game. So, I mean, now that's not doesn't necessarily mean that it's a you know a bad injury. They just may want to you know stabilize a, a certain part of the foot or the ankle or whatever. So, uh, it's not the end of the world to be in a walking boot, but it isn't a good sign either. It's not like he walked out you know just wearing a, his his Air Jordans or whatever. So, <laughs> it's it still remains to be seen what the injury is 
if he's going to miss any time and if so, how much. Um, so just keep your, your ears open for, uh, you know, any information, any information on Trey Lombard. He, he seemed to finally be, you know, sort of coming into his own and, and getting up to be a part of this offense a little bit more. And uh, if, he, if he misses time, uh, you know, there's a lot of good wide receivers on that team. Kyle Phillips in, in one that, uh, you know, yeah. could definitely seize the, <clears throat> seize the playing Phillips. time here. <laughs> I know he's your guy. So yeah. uh, he could definitely see an uptick in targets with uh, if Burks misses any time. So, uh, again, definitely pay attention to to that injury. Next, uh, probably, you know what, I'm, I'll put them together uh, yeah. just for the, for the brevity and, and the concepts together. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, preseason Super Bowl favorites. Uh, everybody looked at how amazing that offense was going to be and and the fact that how are you going to get all these guys factored in, mixed in. Uh, you know, you drafted James Cook, and and we know that they they have to win this year. It, they've been getting bit pretty hard. Uh, they're secondary on defense, and now it's two wide receivers, Isaiah McKenzie and Jamison Crowder. Crowder's is the most serious uh, fractured ankle out indefinitely. Highly unlikely, uh, you know, that could be something depending on how he responds to any type of surgery or anything that could be playoffs when you maybe see him come back if that, uh, and again, he's not a kid anymore. He's, he's 30 plus Isaiah McKenzie concussion right now. I think that's one that's also kind of an outlier because we just watched what happened with, you know, we're not going to bring it up in the injury news. Everybody's aware of what happened to Tua coming off a concussion and, and the horrible injury he suffered on Thursday night. I think the league is going to kind of take it on the chin, obviously, based off of that part in the expression. But at the same time, I think most teams now are going to kind of take a step back and really slow things down for these guys because they know that they're going to be put in the spotlight if they rush somebody back. So Crowder, I think, don't worry about, you know, he's he's going to be gone. He's you could drop him. I don't think you have to worry about him coming back regular season. Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, use them in the IR slot. It could be a week or two. Hopefully it wasn't anything major. Just kind of got the bell rung, but I don't see them rushing him back. You might want to look for, you know, waiver wire or the next man up, so to speak, because now you're talking about two prominent wide receivers in the same offense coming out. And those targets uh, outside of Stefan Diggs, they got to go somewhere. Gabe Davis has been nursing injuries. So we'll see how the Buffalo Bills circle the wagons, but they always do. Last part of injury news, and we saved the best for last because, unfortunately, this the injury news always ends up being a negative thing. This but, is a good story. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian Robertson was the, the running back for the Washington Commanders, was cleared medically, which means that he can be activated off of the IR. Uh, they have, I believe, 21 days to do so. But his so basically, once he's medically cleared, the clock starts for them to activate him or you know, they can designate him for IR again for another four weeks. But I think at this point with the way uh, Antonio Gibson has been looking and how his, his snap share has been sort of diminishing each week. Uh, I think Washington is kind of ready to kind of move on. And, and I don't know if Robinson's going to be ready right out of the gate to carry, you know, the ball 12, 15 times a game, but just the fact that he's been medically cleared and can start to practice now, um, I think it's only a matter of time before he eventually replaces Gibson in that first and second down role in the commander's offense. And uh, I, I think J.D. McKissick will still obviously get a lot of the passing down work. But uh, Robinson, you know, he could be the goal line guy, could be the uh, the first and second down guy. And he, he can catch passes. Uh, you know, he's it's not something that is, you know, outside of his, uh, you know, abilities in any way. 
Um, I just think that Washington is one of those teams that that has a pass catching specialist and will use him. So we're going to talk about we should you know you want to just start with Robinson for the waiver wire uh, segment. Let's we're gonna jump right into uh, the waiver wire. Weekly waiver wire. Brian Robinson, obviously, uh, you know, being cleared medically uh, could be activated. Obviously, as soon as this week, uh, it does sound like again, yeah, he got all the clearances you need. I think with with that Washington offense right now, it's it's kind of tough. Uh, they started out looked kind of like they might be a decent team. Uh, Carson Wentz looked rejuvenated. They put up some heavy offensive numbers in the passing game. Now you're looking at a team that they're one in three. There were questions abound that Brian Robinson had overtaken Antonio Gibson in the preseason. Gibson's averaging 3.3 yards a carry. 43 yards a game. He's not being utilized as much. Uh, you know, McKissick has uh, out-targeted him 23 to 16 as far as the pass-catching concepts. Gibson, two touchdowns to his name so far, obviously, but that's through four games, so that doesn't break down to be a consistent back roll. It does look like that they will get him involved. I think Brian Robinson, you know, it's going to take maybe a game or two. Obviously, he missed – the end of camp and physically he may be cleared, but you know, you're coming back off of not uh, a multiple gunshot wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Not a (laughs) knee, not an ankle. Uh, You're talking about, uh, you know, a a carjacking gone wrong. The fact that the guy we're even talking about him, uh, kudos to him. I, you know, I don't root for Washington, Dallas or the giants, but for this guy, uh, I was actually high on him coming out of Alabama and thought he was going to be that next Bama back. I think he's definitely worth a pickup. Don't start him right away unless you're forced to, but he should be on your roster if you can pick him up. I think in two weeks, he's probably going to be that guy. And if he's that tough to come back, just imagine that lineage, Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, Brian Robinson is the next guy. All right, so sticking with the running backs in sort of the waiver wire segment, uh, another guy that should be picked up in pretty much every league at this point is Raheem Mostert. He's rostered in roughly 50% of leagues looking at uh, the four the four major websites as far as fantasy football goes. If he's out there in your league, though, he is somebody that you're going to want to put on your bench. He started out a little bit slow coming back off of the injury last year that ended his season after week one. But since week one, he's out-snapped Chase Edmonds every single week. This past week, it was 46-18. to He was given more of a workload, 15 uh, rush attempts to just five for Chase Edmonds. Both players had uh, three targets this week. Mostert's one of those guys who, you know, we saw him with the 49ers. We, you know, you, you, I'm sure you remember him back from when he played with the Eagles for a little while. He is a, yeah. uh, he adds another speedster to that offense. I mean, you already got Waddle, you got Hill. Uh, you know, the, this offense is, is already hard to contain. Now we're talking about, you know, when you put these safeties back to contend with those two speedy wide receivers, now you got another guy, Mostert, who, you know, when he hits the hole, man, he can he can take it and go. So uh, I think the Dolphins are looking to just put as much speed on the field as they can, and Mostert is is that guy. I mean, he's he's a guy who can, you know, I think I think at the combine, this was many years ago, I think at the combine he ran a, a sub 4-4. So, uh, you know, definitely not the best running back in the world as far as, you know, his other skills. But uh, you give him good block and give him a hole, and and he can take it to the house. So Mostert is definitely a guy that you're going to want to add right away. He's he's somebody who's going to have value for the remainder of the season as long as he can stay healthy, which for him has been a tall task. But you know maybe maybe given Edmonds some of those touches, 
is what helps keep Mostert healthy this year. Who knows? Another running back. Uh, this guy is, you know, he was a preseason darling that he could have stepped up and had a dual committee role with uh, David Montgomery. Khalil Herbert, probably gone in most of your leagues, probably, based on what we talk about, because everybody listens to this podcast and they're smart. <laughs> uh, but moving forward, yes, I mean, he had a nice game this week. Uh, again, you know, had a, had a great mop-up duty, so to speak, when, when David Montgomery went down. But right now, if you really look at what he is in our league of record going into Monday night with a couple guys to play, uh, he is number 13 in the running back rankings, and that's basically with, call it a, a game and a half of legitimate work. At the same time, if you look at the Bears, uh, A, uh, Pat, I have no clue how, but they are two and two. Uh, with an offense that is anemic, but finally kind of showed some signs of life. So is David Montgomery the rock dragging them down? I don't know. Uh, averaging 6.1 yards a carry. Uh, that's that's pretty good in the NFL. Now, some of that's inflated. He had a 52-yard run throughout the season, so some of that is there. Three touchdowns already, uh, so that's another nice part. And does get involved in the passing game uh, out of the backfield where – uh, he is five targets, five receptions, uh, an average in 7.4, and looks to be pretty solid out there. He has a 24-yard reception so far. I think this player right now is possibly turning into that guy. You know, you you might look for ways to branch out and, and make that offense better. And for whatever reason, he seems to just thrive. You know, whether it, last year we saw signs of him being a back, but Montgomery was the guy. Uh, obviously, Montgomery can't stay healthy all the time, misses a couple games, and you, you could get Wally Pipp pretty quick. Uh, Khalil Herbert, if if Montgomery misses time, period, he is he's an RB1. I mean, there's no getting around it. Maybe low end, but at that rate, or, or like a monster RB2. At the same time, if Montgomery's back minimally, he's going to be flexed because I think this offense realizes that they need as much to move that ball down the field with Justin Fields having some, you know, issues passing and things of that nature. So for the running backs, Khalil Herbert, if he's somehow still out there, go get him. If you can buy him low from somebody in a trade and just kind of sweep them off their feet, uh, definitely worth it. Uh, I mean, dynasty, you know, redraft, whatever. Khalil Herbert, uh, he's legit. He's a, he's a professional running back, folks. Yes, they do pay him. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlike us, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another another guy you may want to pick up is, uh, and we mentioned this last week because we weren't sure whether Dalvin Cook was going to be able to play uh, this Sunday, uh, is Alexander Madison. Again, just mentioning him again real quick just because Cook did play. He, he played a majority of the snaps in week four, uh, but did have another sort of um, partial separation of his shoulder and – you know, I, they're just just take I, the I, arm I, off. And play yeah, with right. One arm. God damn it. <laughs> but they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to limit Dalvin Cook's work a little bit. And if he and if he does go into any you know any stretch where you know he's out for a week or two, which you know that's that's very Dalvin Cook like to do. Alexander Madison almost instantly plugs in as an RB one. So uh, having him on your bench, especially if you're the Dalvin cook owner, having him on your bench as uh, a handcuff or backup is uh, definitely a good idea. Another guy we're going to talk about. Uh, and we, we did mention obviously Corderell Patterson getting uh, a little banged up and being forced to go on, on the IR uh, Tyler Allgaier, uh rookie we knew he was something a lot of people again if you're in dynasty there's no no-brainer uh some people maybe picked him up just thinking didn't know what to expect with that 
Atlanta Falcons offense, uh, you know, obviously being a little, little transitional, new quarterback and so forth with Marcus Mariota. Um, he filled in nicely. Again, we talked about uh, Patterson being slightly affected, but being you know downplayed now on IR. Uh, 10 carries, 84 yards. So 8.4 a carry. That would make him the greatest running back in the history of football <laughs> if you multiply that over a 17-game season and, you know, about 20, maybe 25 carries. But no, all kidding aside, he did get some preseason hype, definitely to keep keep up with Patterson. I think Cordero Patterson's one of those players where it's just you're, it's hard to believe. Like for all the hype, he never lived up to, and now he's turning into being one of the better running backs and, and you know skill players in football. Al Geyer is definitely a guy to have if, if this is going to be lingering with Patterson. He's going to be a guy who might overtake him in that department based on injury alone. But if he keeps this kind of performance up. Um, he had a he had one catch on one target for 20 yards. So, you know, he is multifaceted. I would say that Tyler Algeyer is a guy to keep on your radar. Uh, definitely want to pick him up, uh, you know, even if it hurts somebody else. But but take him now because uh, he could be worth a lot more in, in weeks to come. Another guy, you th- this is just a guy that you may want to throw on your bench if you have an open spot. I'm, this isn't somebody that I'm going to suggest going out and get. I don't know, Scott, how you feel about this. But uh, I did want to mention Jarek McKinnon. You um, love you some Jeremy McKinnon. Go ahead. Listen, I I love me some numbers, and according to the numbers, he has outsnapped Ceh every week except for this past week against the Tampa Bay Bucks. But uh, leading up to this was was the snap leader. But he is a guy who Andy Reid seems to trust and seems to like, and as well as Ceh is playing, uh, you know, getting into the end zone finally this year. Reid keeps putting. Jerick McKinnon on the field, and you know if you remember that that playoff run last year, McKinnon was the guy, um, and, and he's definitely you know he's always been a talented guy. Even back when he played for Minnesota and San Francisco, he's he's always been a guy that when he got his opportunity could score some points. And I think that if Ceh continues the way he is, he he may force Andy Reid's hand to play him more. But uh, you know if if like I said, if you got an open spot, uh, I have McKinnon on a couple of rosters. Haven't started him, but. It's one of those things where if if Edwards Alaire goes down, you know you could be looking at uh, you know, you could be looking at a top twelve, top fifteen running back playing on a high powered offense like the Chiefs. Another another name. Um, obviously, we talked about Javante Williams going down and going down hard with the knee injury. Hopefully, you know he can come back and be as explosive as everybody hopes. Uh, Mike Boone, yes, the Mike Boone. I know we're all wanting to make sure it's that guy uh formerly of the minnesota vikings obviously there's a you know a, a pecking order as far as the running backs go for you know the denver broncos um you know this team was looked upon as being you know uh, definitely a elite conference favorite by getting russell wilson on the roster right now melvin gordon uh dealing with a little neck injury i think and you know he should be okay to go uh they're definitely going to look to boost that up uh call up practice squatters and whatnot, but they were doing a committee approach. So if you have a banged up Melvin Gordon, who's going to be the guy, even if it's 70, 30, uh, I, I can't see it being that much of a split. You're, you're looking at something where Mike Boone's definitely going to play a role and, and, you know, they're going to try to make Russ cook. You're going to kind of force that issue at the same time. You have Sutton, you have Judy, you have KJ Hamler, uh, you have, Every tight end, but uh, Okoye Bonham that he likes to throw to uh, <laughs> for some reason. I, I, whatever, that, that is what it is. But 
No, at the end of the day, I, I think that Mike Boone is, is worthy of a bench spot. Obviously, more of a, like a wait and see to see how that offense circles the wagons. They could go through this week and, and maybe go through the motions, but you could see them maybe look to make a deal, some type of trade, obviously, that now happens more than it ever did You know when we were kids, Pat, in the NFL. So to see that uh, that's a potential thing. But right now, knowing the playbook and being the number two, in an offense that has the potential to be high powered and uh, and a banged up Melvin Gordon, uh, Mike Boone could be a you know seven target 25, 25 carry guy within a week uh, until they send some reinforcements. So definitely should be uh, uh, considered a, more than just a blip on the radar. Yeah, and Boone was considered a really talented running back in when he was in uh, Minnesota, but I mean they just had two more talented running backs on the roster. So Boone didn't really get a whole a yeah. whole lot of action out there. But you know, all everybody who has ever played with him or, you know, practiced with him knows that he's a talented guy. I think, you know, given the opportunity, he could absolutely smash with it. It's just a matter of getting the touches. So he's he's gonna get his chance to uh to be involved in the offense and show what he's got this year. So I mean for for every door that closes uh, another one opens, right? So, so hopefully Mike Boone will take advantage of this because I, you know, he's been playing in the league for a few years now and and hasn't really gotten an opportunity to uh, to show what he can do. So it is it is good for him that uh, you know he's getting that chance now. But let's uh, let's move into some of the wide receiver pickups. We're going to run through these kind of quickly. Wide receiver is one of those positions where you could probably add and drop guys every single week just based off of looking at what they did last week or, or, you know, the prior two weeks, looking at who they have coming up and, you know, sort of playing matchups. So we're just going to give you a couple of quick guys. We'll run through them real fast here just to, to give you an idea. Some guys that you may want to go out and pick up if you're, you know, if you're sitting on, uh, you know, somebody like, you know, Greg Dorch or, um, you know, somebody who, you know, you are Ryan's got a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you got, if you got a DJ Chark or, you know, anybody who, where you're just like, Hey, these guys are, they're good, but they're replaceable. And, and here's some guys that you can replace them with. Uh, first up is going to be Michael Gallup and Dallas Cowboys. First game back only had three targets, but uh, caught two of them for 24 yards and a touchdown. He's definitely going to be more involved in the offense. And I think once Dak comes back from his hand injury, we could see Gallup really leap into that number two role in Dallas and, and be a, a very productive part of what is supposed to be and should be a good offense. Yep, uh, correct. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, injuries, things cycling back, uh, the 2022 Jets, these are not your Joe Flacco Jets anymore. Zach Wilson is back from injury and already had Corey Davis lead the team in targets. Uh, they have a lot of action players. They have a lot of, of potential stars on that team, but he's always been a constant. Tennessee Titans, he was always a guy. Uh, his knock has always been staying healthy, but when on the field has been very effective and has blossomed as he's gotten older, which happens with wide receivers. Uh, he leads the team in yards and touchdowns currently. Seeing Zach Wilson back, and as long as he's under center, he's going to look to the guys that he knows. He missed a lot of time. He missed camp. He missed the first, you know, few games of the season. So, you know, getting that rapport back with Elijah Moore, learning how to play with Garrett Wilson, Ty Conklin, tight end who had been very, you know, very involved, still was involved but a little quieter this week. And, you know, you have the running back duo of Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Uh right now Corey Davis looks to be legit. I think he's definitely worthy of a roster spot. Also, Rondell Moore made his season debut this week as well. 
didn't have a, a huge game, but played 86% of the snaps in his first game back, which is really encouraging. And, uh, at, you know, we we're just talking about Greg Dorch. He was a guy who everybody was sort of clamoring for on, you know, the waiver wire the last few weeks after, you know, the good season that he's had. I mean, it's definitely been a, a you know, a good first three weeks, but, you know, the first week that more comes back, Greg Dorch is limited to 27 snaps and one target. So, uh, I think that kind of tells you, you know, where he sits as far as the depth chart, more of a necessity than maybe a, a foundational piece that they're looking to involve in the offense every week. But uh, if you like what you were getting from Greg Dorch, um, if you had him on your roster, Rondell Moore is hopefully should be that same guy, maybe with a little bit more explosiveness. So uh, definitely go out and get him and throw him on the end of your bench if he's available. Uh, another team uh, with some wide receiver issues, and again, this is this is almost like death and taxes. Uh, the New York Giants. Uh, <laughs> right now, you have uh, leading receiver Richie James. Yes, uh, of all the players on that roster, that's who you were expecting was Richie James. Uh, no, I, I think a guy that might actually start to get involved uh, sooner than later, Kadarius Tony. Saquon Barkley has had a renaissance season so far. If he stays healthy. Yeah, uh, obviously he can carry a team. He can. Um, he did it thirty-one you know, times, it, apparently. This <laughs> yes, yeah. That just tells you, you know, the quarterback alone is a question mark. The backup got hurt. They brought him back in. You know, there, there was a there's a lot going on there, and somehow the Giants are three and one. So yeah, the Giants are uh, you know somewhat legit, but just can't get everything clicking. Kadarius Tony coming back sooner than later will help them. Uh, he looked. Pretty solid last year, had some flashes, and I think he's a player that if you are into the Giants, uh, definitely worth a roster spot. Uh, next up, uh, the last wide receiver we're going to talk about is George Pickens. Again, Pickens has been, you know, he's one of those guys who came out of college with a lot of talent but was injured, wasn't really sure how he was going to fit into the Steelers' offense. I mean, I was kind of thinking that he was going to be third, you know, in the in the pecking order. It was going to be Deontay, Chase Claypool, and Pickens. seems like Pickens has just instantly leapfrogged Chase Claypool. Claypool put up a goose egg this week. I think he had I, – I don't – I think off the top of my head, I want to say he had three targets, uh, no catches. So Two targets, two no targets. catches. Yeah. So Pickens, uh, Pickens had, what, seven? Eight targets, six catches, 102 yards. Yeah, 17.0 so. average. So Pickens seems to be, you know, the guy that he was, you know, hyped up to be coming out of college. I think if he is still on your waiver wire, which he should be because of all these people that I looked up for the waiver wire segment, Pickens was one of the guys who was uh, not rostered in as many leagues, uh, you know, as some of these other, obviously the injured guys weren't rostered as much, but um, as far as the guys who are actually playing, Pickens was available in about 60% of leagues still. So uh, if he is available on your waiver wire, Definitely throw him on here because the next guy we're going to talk about, and I'll just I'll jump right into this one since you got to talk about him last week, is our first quarterback pickup of the week, which is Kenny Pickett. So now that Pickett should be the starter moving forward, he came in after halftime of that Jets game, 
we don't know yet what Kenny Pickett is going to do in the NFL. He could be, you know, the next Joe Montana. He could be the next Mitch Trubisky, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> for the Steelers. Nah, he will never be Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> well, he threw, what, three picks in his first, uh, you know, in one he, half. So he, he did. And that's like what's scary. He, for throwing three picks, he still had a better QBR, a better rating, <laughs> ran for two touchdowns. <laughs> Trubisky just like deer in headlights. It's a shame. Yeah. But I think Pickett. Definitely has the uh, there's so this could go either way. The offense could get worse. I, I mean, I don't see how it gets that much worse. They were already pretty bad. Or he, this could be a dramatic change and a, a dramatic shift in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And these pass catchers could come alive. I mean, we could technically put Chase Claypool on here as a pickup just as like a speculative ad for somebody who, you know, maybe, maybe pick it. And Claypool have you know a, a little bit more of a of a connection, uh, you know, than Claypool had with Mitch Trubisky. Who knows? But I think in this instance, Kenny Pickett is an unknown. And at this point, if you're hurting a QB, I would 100% pick him up because most of the guys that are out there on the waiver wire, there's not really a ton of guys who are really putting up a lot of points. Maybe a Jared Goff or something like that. But he's he's rostered, believe it or not, in a lot of leagues. Um, but there's really (laughs) Geno Smith. You could pick him up after the week he had, but uh, I don't see too many more of those weeks happening, but we'll see. But anyway, Pickett is a guy who, uh, who could drastically, like I said, drastically change the Steelers offense. And, uh, it could be good for all of these wide receivers. You don't know that if you pick him up and he ends up, you know, completely being terrible and, you know, the Steelers end up going back to Trubisky, God forbid, but let's say that happens what have you lost? You know what I mean? Uh, you, you've taken up a roster spot on the end of your bench for a few weeks, but if he comes in and turns into the next Dan Marino, which I think is, you know, maybe what the Steelers were afraid to, you know, to, to not pick him in that, that uh, first round, if he becomes the next Dan Marino, I mean, that's who you now have on your roster. So if you are struggling at quarterback, or even if you have a good quarterback, I mean, it doesn't hurt to throw, throw picket on your team and see what happens at, at the very least. Another quarterback, but this is injury-based, Teddy Bridgewater, obviously Tua. I got to think they're going to sit him for a week, possibly two, uh, to make sure he's okay after what happened. And hopefully he is legitimately okay. Teddy Bridgewater came in and outside of the pick at the end of the game, uh, he filled in nicely coming in to that kind of a spot. is is always tough for any quarterback. But uh, it was 14-23, 193 yards, threw a touchdown, threw a, threw a costly pick, uh, and they were pressing. They were they were trying to come back in that game, so it's it's kind of tough. He's a veteran. You know, he carried Denver for a couple weeks there last year. Uh, we've seen him before in Minnesota. He looked really good back in the day, and then uh, a gruesome knee injury kind of really railroaded his career. To see him in this offense, if he's going to be a starting quarterback in this offense for a week or two, He's got top 10 potential just based on the skill players around him. Um, obviously, we talked about Mostert. You have Chase Edmonds. You have Tyreek Hill, I just said. Jalen Waddell, Gesicki at tight end. You know, they make things happen down there. That that, that offense looks pretty legit, professional ready. Uh, three and one team. They are going to do what they need to do to win. He's a quarterback that could help you out in a week or two. Obviously, uh, bye weeks are coming. I believe this is week one of bye weeks. Am I Am I not correct? Uh, next week they start week six week six so yeah next week i mean you know to have him on your roster for a week or two uh he's also a you know if you're a tua owner he's a guy that i think you almost want to look to a handcuff at this point because you don't know 
physically what's going to happen after that, the horrible two weeks in a row that, that he had some serious concussion issues. So I would say Bridgewater definitely worth picking up. Stash him on the bench, uh, worth a start this week. I, I would probably think so. Yeah, I think Bridgewater can be a spot start for you, especially with all the weapons in Miami. It is, there's the potential of him you know, throwing a, a quick slant and somebody taking it to the house with all the – the speed they have on that team. So I, I don't mind Bridgewater as a, uh, as a, a filler for, for Tua. One tight end real quick that we'll, that we'll hit is uh, David Njoku. If he's still available in your league, uh, he wasn't available in, in a ton of leagues. He was about 40, 45% in, in most leagues. Uh, he's, he's been rostered, but if he's not, and you're sitting on a guy like, you know, Dawson Knox or Kyle Pitts, or, you know, one of these tight ends who just hasn't really, performed you know up to what you were hoping i guess when you drafted him go out and grab david njoku he is second on the team in targets uh, had that huge week uh, a couple weeks ago where he led the team you know had that long touchdown the guy is incredibly athletic they've just paid him a ton of money uh you know jacoby Brissett is known for throwing the ball to the tight end as much as you know he possibly can it's it's sort of like his security blanket which you know, that's kind of what the tight end is for for most quarterbacks, but uh, yeah, he's definitely a guy who he's he's continuing to get a ton of targets. Where's he at? He right now is he's currently the ninth most targeted tight end in the league. So you're looking at a top ten tight end target when when it comes to tight ends. If you're if you're not, uh, you know, we don't have Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews or you know somebody like that who's just you know guaranteed to. Uh, you know, pretty much put put a bunch of points on the board. Not that anybody's guaranteed. Mark Andrews only had two points this this past week, but uh, you know, you're looking at these you know these elite tight ends. If you don't have one of those elite tight ends, you know, you're kind of stuck with this like sort of muddled second tier of tight ends that includes guys like T.J. Hawkinson and Zach Ertz and Darren Waller and you know maybe George Kittle, but uh, you know, David Njoku is definitely up there. He's a guy who, without a doubt, could finish in the top you know, six or seven in tight ends this year and uh, is already looking promising. And to top it off is going to be getting a, a quarterback upgrade at some point in the season. So, you know, definitely a guy that uh, I want to have on as many rosters as I possibly can. I concur. All right. Well, that's all we have for our injuries and our waiver wires for week, technically week five, I guess, right. This is going into week five. Yeah. Uh, throw the uh, socials out there one more time. You can follow us on Twitter at the nine route one and at Scott from Delco. Also go check out our website, www.thenineroutffb.com. Uh, real quick, before we sign off, I'd like to say thanks to Mickey's pub in Tuckerton. If you are in the South Jersey area, make sure to check Mickey's out. 327 East main street in Tuckerton have a lot of, uh, you know, great food and drink specials, especially on Sundays during football, have all the games on there. So like I said, if you are in the area, please check them out. Let them know that we sent you and uh, and enjoy because it's a great place to, to go watch football and hang out. And kids eat free while we're doing this show right now. You could be there eating free while your kid could be eating free while you're hanging out there having a good time. <laughs> just, you could be eating free too if you, you know... You, Adults got to buy a meal, you know, normal <laughs> fare for a restaurant. I know a little thing about it, but yeah. Uh, if your uh, kids are under 12, kids eat free every Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. That's that's pretty good. That's a good spot. Mickey's, you're the man. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, do you have any anything you want to throw in there before we uh, head out? 
Oh, again, we appreciate everybody listening to the show. Uh, you know, like and subscribe, follow us on all social media. Uh, we're we're looking to uh, you know. Uh, expand the brand sooner or later. Uh, we are definitely trying different things and, and looking to move things in, in different ways. All the information can be redundancy. We're just uh, we're just appreciating that you guys listen to us and maybe take a few of our uh, tips and, and tricks that we're giving you right now and use them to help you win your league week to week uh, and on an annual basis. Uh, for Pat, I am Scott. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Going to be talking about uh, our Start sits going into week number five. Uh, you'll hear that very soon here on the nine route, folks. Take care. Peace.